Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right, here we go. Greg Scheinman with the Midlife Mail podcast time this week and every week. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate the support. Keep that Midlife Mail movement growing. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us that positive review. Subscribe to the program, my newsletter at gregscheinman.com. Tell your friends and family. Really appreciate you being here and for all of the support. It is Monday. I am extremely excited, fired up for the week ahead, and I am going to start it off with John Mitchell on the program. John is a certified physician assistant turned functional medicine health consultant. He works virtually with driven individuals to improve energy, mental clarity, and resolve their chronic health issues for good so that they can design the life they love. He is a regular contributor to Mind Body Green, one of my favorite sites, and provides health commentary on a national scale for outlets like Cheddar. John's got a lot to say. He's got some really valuable insight. We talked about his journey through conventional medicine and why he decided to leave to pursue functional medicine and what he's doing now, why people struggle to dial in their health despite having good intentions. I'm guilty of that. The four keys to optimizing health, men's health-related topics, including energy, testosterone, sex drive, healthy aging, staying off medications, all applicable for us. Um, This is all about helping men navigate middle age to achieve a better quality of life. So this is a super valuable, super important episode. And let's get to it with John Mitchell on the Midlife Mail podcast. This came about I always get asked how, you know, how you get guests or how you figure out who's on. Uh, I went for a walk last week with my friend, Nick Wolney, who is a great writer, um, media consultant guru. We used to work together at Rose Studios also when I had that business. And Nick mentioned John to me and John, what he was up to and what he is doing, um, certified physician assistant turned functional medicine health consultant. And I was like, Done. Let's get it. Let's get him on. <laughs> and Nick made that connect, and here we are about a, about a week later. And and John, you're here. So thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. And I appreciate Nick connecting us because he's such a great guy. Ab- absolutely. And I think you know that's that's part of this process. We talked a little bit offline, you know, about the journey. You know, helping good people do good things, doing work with good people, and seeing causes. Uh, advance. So let me ask you first, how does your day start off? What what does your (laughs) day look like? So I typically wake up around five-ish, maybe a little bit before. Um, I have a two-year-old. So what the agreement I've made with my wife is I watch her from 6.30 to 8. So my goal is to get as much as I can done in the morning prior to that. So I'll wake up, get some water, um, 
I have a, uh, a heart rate variability monitor that I do to check my heart rate variability in the morning. I'll do a five minute journal, typically get a workout in. Um, and then by the time that's all done, it's about time to go and uh, spend an hour and a half with my daughter where we go for we go for about a mile walk outside with me and her and the dog um, to breakfast and we get going for the day. That's awesome. Quickly, what HRV monitor do you use? You just mentioned that. I'm a, I'm a, I geek out on this stuff. Oh, uh, it's, it's called Elite HRV. It's a, uh, it's a one you put on your finger. I've used other ones as well, like um, HeartMath as well with the ear clip. But I find I like something that's a little bit more portable that I can do just through my phone. I find like, you know, about the thing about habits, right? Where like the easier something is to do, the more you can stick to it. So that's what I found works well. Why is this important? My HRV for people that may not know. Oh, good question. So HRV can be used for a lot of different things. One that I like to use in the morning is to test my recovery and see how I've recovered from my workout, my sleep the night before. Um, and that will help me gauge how hard I want to go. Like if I want to have an easy day or if, I w- or if I can go and do like a more active, like hit type training. Um, heart rate variability is also really good for um, tracking your your risk for like uh death and disease um it's actually a better predictor for heart disease than like cholesterol than your standard cholesterol panels so um there are different ways to use it uh but there is there are some great modalities out there uh and but in the morning what i'm using it for is to uh, track my recovery gotcha so you talked about getting up HR, checking your HRV, journaling for a few minutes, taking the dog uh, and and your two year old, you know, for the for the walk, and everything. and I immediately think, wow, this guy seems so calm when he gets up in the morning compared to the <laughs> you know, chaos of of sometimes you know waking up, being raring to go, checking your inbox, thinking it's Monday, like we're recording, it's Monday fucking morning right now. And I'm like, oh goodness, you know, like how much can be piled on, you know, for the day and the week to come. Um, How do you ease into your day like that and stay consistent with us for guys that struggle like I do? Hmm? You know, the big thing for me that I realize is if I, if I get to bed early enough that I feel well rested, my day starts off much more smoothly and I'm calm. But if I get to bed late and I wake up late, that's when I start getting into the mood you're talking about where it's frantic and I'm like, all right, I got to get moving with my day. So I find winning the night before helps me win the morning. And when I win the morning, I win the rest of my day. Yeah. It's it's great, great point about kind of scheduling, you know, I'm, I'm really trying lately to, you know, schedule what time I want to be in bed, you know, what time I want to be asleep by to make sure that I wake up rested like that. Um, we touched on, on the fact that th- we're doing this on, on a Monday morning, you know, right now. Um, I've also kind of been anti, I had all this Monday motivation, you know, you wake up Monday and you're bombarded, you know, with Monday motivation and hit it hard and inspiration and quotes and all these things. Um, and I'm kind of like, how much motivation do we need? You know, like you need so <laughs> much motivation, you know, to get going, like maybe there are some other, some other issues, you know, out there. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe people fall fall victim a little bit to following like all of this, never miss a Monday, you know, get up and hit it hard um, versus maybe finding what works for them. And and in my case, I've, I've kind of tweaked it from like, never miss a Monday to I miss every Monday, 
You know, like I don't train and work out on Mondays. Um, cause that. we go hard over the weekend cause of my schedule, my family, I have, I have so much more time, you know, to, to Matt. And then Monday, I kind of want to ease in. I like your morning. Your morning sounds great. You know, like, like Monday, I want to ease in a little bit and not find myself just like feeling I'm so behind already. And it's 10 AM Monday morning. Does that, do you see that? Like when working with your patients and your people and yourself? Yeah. So personally, um, I used to be that way where it was like, all right, I'm going to read all these things and I'm become the most optimized person. I was like the, the self-development jackass type. And uh, fortunately, I've, I've worked with some coaches who helped me tone that down. And I've realized, and I'm stealing this from Oprah, she always says, like, you can only run your own race. And that's really what I want to focus on with me. And then also my clients is, what is winning to you? If it's your health, like, you know, what does, what does a, a, you know, a win look like to you as opposed to what somebody else wants? Someone may want six-pack ads and one person may just be happy, you know, just being thin. Some person may want to go and make a million dollars. Another person's like, I'm cool with like 200K as long as I have more free time to spend with my family and I have peace of mind. So that's really what I'm working towards here and trying to dial in more and more is, you know, what fulfills me as opposed to what do I think I should do based off of what I see other people doing? Yep, absolutely. And that kind of self-awareness, you know, uh, I think is is so critical. You know, you can become kind of conformed or, or, or fear of missing out, you know, or keeping up with the Jones Joneses and get sucked into all of these people, places, things, careers, and you lose maybe kind of sight of, of who you are and, and what's important on that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important. I think that's where you need like time for me. I need space away from social media, space away, like just to think and, and figure out what is it that, that I really need? Cause what I see with a lot of guys is they're really busy. They work a lot and then they fill their time with all these things, whether it's social media, whether it's TV or sports or whatever it is. And they don't have any time to think like, what, what is really like a hell yeah life to me? And how can I, how can I create that? And, um, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting time. I think with the, with the pandemic and the lockdown and, and, you know, my wife and I have talked about this a lot that, you know, we were maybe the outliers pre lockdown and quarantine, you know, we didn't, we kind of, you know, didn't want to attend all of the events, you know, if if you will, didn't want to, you know, I don't really want to go to the happy hours, you know, or this kind of networking thing. And I don't, you know, play golf and I don't want to go to to have drinks, you know, afterward, like not to be like, you know, the downer on anything, but like the light, like we were kind of trying to keep it simple, you know, in, in a way, like I like to wake up. I like to exercise. You want to meet me in the morning? No problem. But you want to meet me after work? Big problem you right. know, for me, you know, overall. And with everything that's kind of been taken away from the quarantine and, and the, and the lockdown and the pandemic, we get to choose, I guess, what we want to bring back, you know, like we're no longer the outliers because none of these things exist necessarily anymore. You can't do them. Nobody can do them. You know, so um, we found it a really kind of interesting time, but I sense that as we start to get back to normal, maybe again, or things that people will will go back to being super busy, you know, or being overcommitted again. You can fall back into that, into that trap. Are you cognizant of that also? Are you you feeling or seeing that or your patients also? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I think you have a, a good point where it's really easy just to fall into different habits and routines. So this is where something like the lockdown might have been good for people because it's kind of like a, a big shakeup. You know, like I see this with people who go through a big change in their life. Like like we just had, um, you know, the anniversary of 9-11 and that was a big shakeup for people and made them reconsider things. When people go through a divorce or something like that, that's when you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And maybe like, maybe I'm going it the wrong way. I should do something differently. And that's that's the point that I love meeting people because they're open and they're ready for change. And they're like, you know, this, what I'm doing right now is not working. I want to do something else. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great point. And it's kind of a perfect spot because, you know, we jump right in and I could go Boom, you know, back and forth. We could play this ping pong game of all of my issues, you know, for probably 45 minutes and you can help me, you know, with all of them. But I want to circle back uh, since we did jump right in and talk to me a little bit about your journey, you know, through conventional medicine and, and why you decided to change your path a little bit. Yeah. So I've been in the conventional medical field for the better part of 10 years. I I was uh, I did pharmaceutical research and I was an ER tech, went to medical school to become a PA. Um, you know, I've just been through so many different areas of medicine. Um, and it was as I was going through my schooling and I would rotate with these different doctors and go through all these lectures. And I realized that their medicine is good at some things and it's not good at others. It's very good if you have an acute problem, if you have an infection, if you have a broken bone, if you need surgery, there is no better place to go than to the doctor or hospital at that point. But when it came to helping people achieve like an abundant, uh, robust life to live really healthy, I wasn't learning that at all. I wasn't learning how to get people off medications. All I was learning was the, the name it, blame it, tame it game. When it comes to chronic disease, you put a name to somebody's symptoms in the form of a diagnosis, you blame it for the way they feel, and then you tame it with a prescription. And uh, it was it was soul sucking. By the end of the, my my time at school, I was ready to find a whole new profession altogether. I was I was that you know just disenamored with with what was going on, and um, I was fortunate enough after school to discover functional medicine where when it's practiced correctly, it's about helping people get to the root cause of their health issues and resolve them. And, and just by discovering that, and then I found some amazing mentors along the way who really helped me develop. I was able to, you know, to, to create a path that, that felt more in alignment with who I was and my values, but it was a, uh, it was quite a journey. Mm. So when you made that decision to kind of get out of, of, or, or move on from conventional medicine, you know, what steps did you take to, you know, set up your, set up your business, set up your practice, set up your life? Yeah. So it's, it's been a, uh, it's been a process. So even before setting up my business, the first thing was, all right, I need to get trained in this because this is not something you're taught in medical school. So I went in and did some trainings and then I found some mentors along the way. And that's where I really learned because a lot of these, a lot of these like big organizations like the Institute for Functional Medicine, they're great, but it's all very like um, generic and there's not specifics about really how to work with people. So it was really finding mentors along the way to help me develop. And then I joined a practice and was practicing along with another MD. Um, and then from there, I realized that my approach differed quite a bit from theirs. Um, 
and realize I had to go out and do it my own. So that's when I decided to create my business and start doing this and, and working with people virtually all over the world because, um, yeah, I have a very specific way that I like to operate and it really just didn't mesh with the practice that I was in currently. Mm -hmm. How, what is that specific way? You know, you mentioned a specific way, but how do people work with you from all over the world in a specific way? Is it, is has it always been virtual? Is it zoom calls? Like how do you work with your clients and how frequently, and you know, does it vary based upon what their goals and their needs are? I just find this fascinating. Yep. Great question. Yeah. So it, it does vary uh, depending on the complexity of the case, what the person is looking for. But in most, most of my programs, there are virtual, there are Zoom calls um, and people get out, unlimited access to me outside of my calls as well, because what, and this is one big switch I've had is in a traditional functional medicine practice, you typically have packages where like you see the doctor for like eight or 10 visits a year. And that's about it. What I do is I make sure that I help people navigate their health throughout like the, the, pro the terms of our program. Because what I find is that if people don't get the, the help they need, like say I'm working with somebody and they're having energy issues um, and we're making some changes and it gets worse. If they don't have access to me, they're going to pull the fuck it lever. They're just going to go, you know what? This isn't working. I'm done. Whereas I can get on a call with them and go, well, let's walk me through it. Tell me what you've been doing and let's see if we can change some things up. So I find that having that, and it's not handholding. Most of the guys I work with don't want handholding, but they want someone there when they have questions. And that's what I'm here to do is help them navigate those ups and downs. Um, but like you said, it's all virtual. Um, any labs that we use can get shipped to the person. So it's very easy for them to get that done. Um, and then we just work through a very specific protocol. It's called the bounce protocol. It's something that I learned from one of my mentors, Dr. Beck. And this is really what delineates what I do versus what a lot of other people do is it's very personalized. There's no cookie cutter diet or program or supplements. I meet people where they're at. So it's always about what does this specific person need? What is their unique upbringing, lifestyle, environment, nutrition mindset that is influencing their current level of wellness? And let's quantify what's going on in those levels and then start you know, helping them figure out what it is they need to get back to feeling great. Yep. Do you, do you find uh, that, you know, again, in the in the social media influence age, like where people are Google, whatever it is right now, um, you know, that there's so much just jump on the bandwagon, you know, like you mentioned that there's no cookie cutter approach. And I feel like I see this, you know, all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm paleo one day, I'm keto another yes. day, you know, I'm, I'm a CrossFitter now. And then, you know, I'm, I'm an anti-CrossFitter, you know, months, months from now, like there's just whatever seems to be the hot, you know, thing or whatever versus against starting maybe with science, you know, with, with science or actually like a real approach to saying, Hey, you know, I'm jumping on all these things. I've never actually had my blood work done. I've never actually talked to a licensed nutritionist or dietitian or an actual doctor or a functional medicine person. They just bounce from thing to thing to thing. Um, and spending a lot of time and a lot of money you know, yep. to not make a lot of progress. Mm -hmm. That it's a, it's extremely common and it's something that's typically the path that, that people will take to get to me. So the first thing is they'll go to their doctor and very quickly realize like, they're just going to put me on, on a medication or something. I'm not getting the answers I want. And then the next thing is they go to Dr. Google and they find all these health experts and online gurus 
who have, like you said, they're like very uh, cookie cutter program, whether that's carnivore, keto, vegan, intermittent fasting, whatever it is. Um, and that stuff may work for some people, but it doesn't work for many. Um, and the reason why is it's like you said, it's not tailored to the individual. Um, and the reason why they do this is, is because it's great for marketing. Um, and I've seen like the behind the scenes on this is it's so it's so much easier to pick a niche and go, you know what, I'm the carnivore guy or I'm the keto guy. Um, and you can make your your supplements about that. You can make all of your your you know your marketing about it, and it just makes it easier. And it's very easy to cherry pick studies that support your hypothesis. But the question to me is always, what happens in clinical practice? What happens when you actually start working with people and you try these different diets and supplements out? And that's all. That's what I care about. Am I getting results? And what I found over my experience is that there are no two things that are the same. Even the same people with the same conditions can have can have very different needs. And just through that experience, I've learned I need to meet people where they're at. And that, like you said, requires quantification using the right labs to make sure we can dial in what it is they need. Yep. I think it's spot on. You know, I get asked a lot, what do you do? You know, how do you train? How do you eat? What do you do? And I'm it really doesn't matter, you know, what I do you know, in a way. Like you, if you have totally different goals, if our genetic makeup is totally different, I mean, yeah, maybe you can derive some, some value from maybe some of the things but that, that I do, but a lot of my stuff has been 30 plus years of trial and error or also, you know, working with the right people that I found that I trust that are experts in their field to figure out what works for me, you know, because I'm not that smart, you know, overall, I'm just smart <laughs> enough to go to the right people, you know, that, that say that, but kind of, you know, I think the advice I typically give if I is let's go find, you know, let's go aggregate you people and experts in their field and put you in a position to talk to those experts in their field. Because like, that's what I would do is I would get real facts. I would talk to real people that know what they're doing and figure out the best plan for yourself versus decide who I'm you know, what I'm going to be based on the number of followers, let's say somebody has, you know, that's yeah. out there Yeah, my, or, or, my, or what their photo looks like. My question is always like, who is getting the best results consistently? And that's how I always look to find mentors. I'm like, who is out there getting the results that I'm looking for? And what are they doing differently? I don't care what it is, or, you know, if it's not accepted by, by the mainstream, um, as long as they're getting results, that's really what we're in the business of. So that's that's what I'm yeah. going to work on. Why do you think men struggle to dial in their health um, you know, despite having good intentions? And we, you know, we all have, we start off with good, with great intentions. We want it to work, but you know, it's that consistency, that discipline, that maintenance. You know, what, what do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's multifactorial. One thing is some men just don't want bad news. I find that a lot. They don't want to go to the doctor and get their labs done and find that they have to work on something. So they'd rather just not know. Um, but you don't really want to do that. I've had people come to me who've, who've put off going to the doctor for years. People who, um, like one example was a guy who was having trouble urinating. Um, he, he just like, you know, most likely had a prostate issue, he thought, but just didn't want to get it checked out. When he finally did get it checked out, it was stage four prostate cancer. Um, so that's like the worst stage you could get. He could have he could have easily dealt with that um, by getting it in check earlier, but he just didn't want to get that bad news. And now because of it, he got even worse news. So that's one thing you want to be careful with as as men. 
Um, I think the other thing is we like to we like DIY approaches. We don't really like to ask for help. Um, but so and there, and like you said, as far as like you've you've pieced these things together over thirty years, there there are two ways to do things. You could do it that way where you just have to pay the tax of you know it's going to take time, it's going to take trial and error, it's going to take time and money, or you can work with somebody who's going to help you accelerate those results. So it just depends. It depends on your mindset. Um, because when I was growing up, it was always about saving money, saving money, not investing, as opposed to now I look at it as if I can invest and get like an, a, a, an amazing outcome and it will save me this many years and I can be more productive with my time and happier, then it's a no-brainer. Yep, com- completely. What are um, – you put this out there, um, and I'm always curious to know what people's, people's takes are on it. The four keys to optimizing your health. Yep. And we've what kind are, of t- what are we've touched on a bit, but the first thing is you need to recognize you are a category of one. You need to recognize that you are a unique individual with a unique upbringing, mindset, nutrition, health history, genetics that all inform your current level of wellness. So I'll give you a good example. I had two clients. Um, both of them had type 2 diabetes, were, were overweight, had some energy issues, brain fog. The first person was on a paleo type diet, exercising like an hour a day, and his blood sugars were still all over the place. And, and his doctors just kept going, you know what, it must be genetic, because that's kind of like the, the knee jerk reaction. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. You've already tried diet and exercise, you need to go on medication. And this guy was not having it. So uh, when we ran labs, what we realized was that he was being exposed to some significant environmental toxins in his air and water that was damaging his pancreas. And the pancreas is what produces insulin that helps regulate your blood sugar. So that was the missing piece that they were not finding. There are other things as well, but that was the big big one. Um, So no matter what diet he went on, no matter what medications he went on, this problem would have gotten worse and worse until they figured out the root of the issue. Whereas the other person, um, before they even came to me, had gotten their diabetes under control by doing an intermittent fasting, ketogenic type diet. Um, he had other issues that we worked on, but he was able to dial it in through diet and exercise. So two, you know, same diagnosis, but two very different needs. Um, you know, and uh, unless that, unless we dug into what exactly that person specifically needed, he would have just continued to go on more and more medication as his pancreas got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How much do you feel like we, we talk obviously a lot about, you know, health and fitness and, and nutrition and, and functional medicine here. How much do you, time do you spend on the other circumstances and I guess situations and realities of life, you know, that, you know, we're juggling a lot, you know, we've got a career. Okay. We have kids at different ages. We have, you know, just the stresses of, of costs of living and the environment we're in, you know, right now schedule, you mentioned it at the top of this, you know, busy, everybody's busy. Um, I'd love to touch on, you know, busyness versus productive, but how much of those, other extenuating, I guess, circumstances, obligations, stresses, anxieties, you, you think play a factor again in the, you know, in health and well-being and, and the ability to even just free up your mind, you know, to focus on fitness or anything like that. It's huge. Um, so this is key number three for me is, um, working within a framework. So you talked about like your environment, your lifestyle, your mindset. So, what I find is um, 
And, I, and I'll screen as well. I screen all my clients to make sure that they're willing to put in the time to effort because I always tell them, I'm just the steerage. They're the propulsion. They're the ones who drive everything. I'm just helping them along the way to make sure they're on the right track. So you've got to be a person who's willing to put in the time, who's willing to put into work. Otherwise, I can't help you. Um, but if I find someone like that who is willing to, um, we have a very specific order that we work. So um, and this is what another thing that I think people really mess up is even in my field where they'll see something like hormones being off, like testosterone, or maybe they, they have like a neurotransmitter issue and they want to just treat that right away. And that's the wrong approach. So I always say, I don't treat diseases. I bounce systems. So we, we want to look for the systemic imbalances upstream that cause downstream disease. So the first thing we look at is the highest, most highest leverage point is your environment. Your air, water, light, sound, EMF, and food. So we really work on dialing that stuff in. And then we move on to the next key, which is gastrointestinal. Then we move on to the next key, um, which is going to be your mental, spiritual, emotional. So your stressors are going to come in there as well. So we just work through a specific uh, order of operations in order to get the results we want. It's all about leverage. Mm. Okay. Um I lost track of how many that is. Okay, on the four keys, <laughs> did we, did, did, we went a little out of order. That was three, but so two, okay. two is just quantify what you specifically need. So this means using the right labs, and the it, the reason why this can be such an issue is when you go to your doctor, they're often just going to do the very basic standard labs that insurance will cover. They don't want to cover anything except the basics. So what you get is not very good at telling you what changes you need to make. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum is there are so many direct-to-consumer labs now that it's hard to sift through and know which labs are the ones that are really going to help you move the needle and which ones aren't. So that's where I really help my clients and say, these are the things that we need to know in order to make changes. So what I want to look at are like those basic building blocks of the body. I want to start from first principles. So I want to look at your, a comprehensive look at your vitamins, your minerals, your amino acids, your a fractionated fatty acid profile. I want to look at heavy metals, oxidative stress and detoxification capacity, your mitochondrial metabolites, neurotransmitter metabolites. Those things will help me dial in what you need, what types of foods you do best on, your macronutrients. If you need supplements, I don't sell any of those, but I do like to, if we're going to use them, I want to make sure we're using the right ones for the right period of time. And so by quantifying, we're able to figure out exactly what somebody needs. But just by looking at someone, I can't tell you what you need, what you don't need, or why. Yep. And so obviously we're about the, one of the reasons I've lost track of this is because every time you start talking, I think of another 10 questions or things that I, that come from that, <laughs> that come from that specific one on this point, And number two, you mentioned something that I think is really, really important. You mentioned supplements and I like the word supplement by nature is to supplement something ideally that is, is missing. You're supplemented something in this. Yes. I just, I feel like you can spend again, so much fucking money on, on all of these supplements and products and all of these things to do everything. Um, they're not necessarily, so you don't even know whether you were deficient or needed to supplement anything at all. You know, you just get on all of these things and do people just show up to you also with like a giant bag and they have like every product that they're taking under the sun. And it's like, why? Like what made you think you needed this or you're taking this or how do we, you know, dial this back? And and I'm really, really myself, I'm I'm guarded about, 
you know, supplements. And I work with a lot of companies that are out there, but I want to really be careful about, you know, what I take, why I take it, what I would even, you know, again, recommend. I don't really recommend per se without saying this works for me. I don't know whether it works for you, but you know, what, what do you think about the supplement industry, I guess, and what's yeah. happening? I, you nailed it where it's supplements are supplemental too, right? So you, what are we supplementing it and what for? And this is actually what bothers me about people, even in like the field that I am. Um, this is why we call them like holistic providers because they often just sell a whole list of supplements. So the question is, what do you really need and how do you know you need it? Um, and for how long? So there's, um, there's five things you want to look at. You always, when you, when you look at a supplement, you want to look at the source the form, the dose, the frequency, and duration. Those are the things you need to consider. But it, but before you even decide on a supplement, you want a Q squared, M squared. You want to quantify, qualify, measure, and monitor. So that's how we figure out you know, what you need. So when I look at your labs and I see, oh, look at this, you're deficient in, in B6 or you're deficient in magnesium. I'm first going to go, okay, what foods do we need to emphasize to make sure you're getting those nutrients? But if it's really deficient and we need to get some leverage, that's when we start looking at specific supplements. So I want to look at a supplement, say it's magnesium. Um, people often just say, well, just take magnesium. Most people are deficient, which is true, but they have different forms. There's magnesium oxide, there's magnesium citrate, there's glycinate, three and eight malate. They all have the, the last name means that they all have different actions within the body. Um, so it's not as simple as just saying, I'm going to take this generic magnesium supplement. You need to really know what form you're using, why, um, and unless you quantify, you're kind of just shooting in the dark. So I, it's alarmingly common for me to get people with on 15 or 20 different supplements. And by the time, like, you know, after our first few calls, they're down to like, you know, one or two. Um, it's, I'm, I'm a minimalist when it comes to supplements, only what's needed for a short period of time. And then I'd rather get it through food. If we can, uh, the body just does a better job of tuning things, uh, that comes through food as opposed to supplements. Yep. So you said quantify, qualify something and measure. I missed the third Me mo monitor and measure monitor and measure. Okay. Yep. Love, love that. So we went one three, two, and I think we're now up to four. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. You got it. <laughs> we're getting there, right? So four is, uh, is don't be afraid to get help. And this is especially important for men. Um, so I look at it like, uh, like an athlete, right? How many coaches do you think LeBron James or, or Serena Williams or Michael Phelps had? Like they've, they have numerous coaches through all different stages of, of their career and I, I like LeBron as an example because he spends $1.5 million a year on his body, right? And he's already arguably the best and has been for you know the better part of a decade or more. Um, but he knows that to be at his best, he needs to work with the best. He needs to train with the best. He needs to take care of his body. And we're not that different. If you're somebody who has a business, if you're somebody who's working a high-level job, you need to perform well and consistently over time. So that means you've got to be on point. You've got to be mentally sharp. You have to have a, you know, a, you have to be focused. You have to have a, a, the right demeanor and and uh, you know not be super anxious or depressed all the time. So my performance is very important, not just for my business, but also to be present with my family. Uh, you know, with, with men to have the, a, a sex life that that's fulfilling to them. Like that's what we're working towards here. And that's what really what I think um, that's what I want my people to take away is 
I don't want you to be healthy just to be healthy. I don't care if you're the healthiest person in the world. I want you to be healthy because it is the foundation that everything else is built upon. It's it's what it allows you to do. My goal is to live like a fuck yeah life. And in order to do that, I know that my health has to be dialed in. And that's what I want to do for my clients is help them dial in their health so that they can do the things that are most valuable to them. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Um, I want to ask you about... We got some other topics that were that were written down here, all of which are applicable to to myself as a forty seven year old male. Energy, testosterone, sex drive, healthy aging, staying off medications, like all really, really super important stuff. Um, I want to ask you first about testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, as you naturally get older, you know performance testosterone. We see all these low T centers springing up on corners. And I keep hearing of, of people younger and younger, even, you know, getting on certain things. Um, and I'm perplexed, you know, in there, like what is normal, call it, let's say fatigue or aging, um, or performance decrease, you know, and what is again, maybe abnormal or could use, you know, some supplementation back to that, that word, you know, again, yes. versus, you know, just again, what's become the hot thing and anybody can go get a script for this shit, you know, that wants it. <laughs> yeah. So here are the things that people usually, the symptoms that people will feel is it, it can be brain fog and fatigue. Those are actually probably the most common. Um, not getting an erection in the morning is actually a warning sign. Um, some weight gain as well. So if you really want to figure out if, if testosterone is a problem, you want to test for it. You don't want to just you know assume that, that that's the issue because of the symptoms you're having. But what I find is that people are often not getting the right testing to, to really quantify if it's an issue. So they'll just get a total testosterone level. Um, but that's not enough information. You have to look at other things like your free testosterone, what's actually being utilized. You have to look at your sex hormone binding globulin, which can bind testosterone and, and prevent it from, from it being active. Um, you want to look at other, other types of metabolites like estrogens that can be interfering with that steroidal cascade. So you want to make sure that you're working with somebody who can help you quantify those things um, before deciding to get on testosterone. See, I don't prescribe anything. But so my goal is going to be, how can we fix this? If it is off, how can we fix this without having to go to that? I think there's nothing wrong with with some testosterone replacement if you verify the need and it's within a physiological dose. Um, But my question is always, Mm -hmm. what's going on within the biological terrain that's creating this deficiency? Are you deficient in cholesterol? Like if you're too low, if you're on like a really like no, no animal diet and your cholesterol is below 150, that's going to affect your steroidal production and, and it can affect testosterone. I want to look at your, your nutrient status. What's going on with your zinc and copper and magnesium and manganese? What's going on with your B vitamins, B6, folate, B12? What's your circadian biology like? Are you getting out in the sun enough? Are you, because, you, know, are you, are you looking at your computer screen before you go to bed, which can throw off your circadian biology and your hormones? Um, are you being exposed to anything that's inhibiting your testosterone, like heavy metals from like dental amalgams or, or certain plastics that act like synthetic estrogens? I want to look at all those things first and see all those pieces and how they are affecting you before jumping right to the prescription. Yep. So you throw all of those terms, all of like all of that out there. I'm like, wow, here comes all this science, you know, coming at me. And it's overwhelming, you know, like, yes. oh, and then you're like, 
uh, how much do I have to do? You know, like how much do I need to do? How, like, is this going to be more work? You know, like if I work with John, you know, if I get into these, is this going to be more work? Is this going to drain? Is this going to one more obligation? Like I'm not a science guy, you know, at all. Like just cut to it. Like, what do I need to do? Yes. You know, like to be, to be better and, and to do it. Help me and every other guy out there that is like so naturally resistant to like, fuck, I got to do more. You know what I say on this stuff? Or like, you're the guy that knows it. So can you break, like, you break it down simply, right? Because it's kind of like, hey, we tested this, we did this, do this, do this, do this. We now have a, an answer. We have a roadmap. So Greg, you'll never have to learn the 25 terms I just threw at you. Exactly. Like, is that accurate? You know? that's, that's exactly it. Uh, because most people I work with, they are busy. They have jobs, they have businesses, they have, they have family lives, and they don't want to have to become an expert in this field in order to figure things out. So what I do is I show them the highest leverage points that we can do. I say, all right, well, this is where we start. This is the roadmap. This is why we do what we're doing. Um, and I teach them the skills to heal themselves. So I don't do any of that. I just teach them the skills that they need in order to, to make this, to bring everything back into balance. And that's the beautiful thing is it's, a, it's, it's work. There's no question about it, but after a while it becomes routine. And then it becomes just something of, about maintaining and they don't have to think about it as much. So I'm teaching people how to get their health optimized and how to maintain that long-term as opposed to just giving you a prescription and now you're dependent on me to continue to do that. Yep. And I know you can't put this necessarily like in a box and in a package. And, and we talked about this earlier on also where it's like, hey, no, you need to have open you know, access to me so that you know, we know what's working and what's not working before you just kind of get off the train, you know, in between appointment, let's say four and eight, you know, or something like that. You know, it's an iterative it, process. Mm -hmm. Is there kind of like a purpose process payoff within your program routine where you said, okay, I typically work with people for maybe this duration of time to set them on this path and, and then they go forward. And or else I have clients that have been with me for a very long time, but now they check in, you know, every couple of weeks, you know, or every month or something, because we've got it kind of dialed in, you know, yep. more. That's that's typically how it works is the the first few months are gonna be much more intensive. Um and then usually over that time, the the calls become less and less because there's only so much more that they need to change at that point. But it can it's gonna it's going to differ amongst each person. Like some people get results very quickly and other people, it just takes them longer. Like you have to think some people have been dealing with health issues for decades. So it's, this is not something where the body is just going to repair magically overnight. The body takes time. And this is something that I've just had to learn over experience was that you can't force physiology. You can't force the body to do things too quickly. You don't want to swing the pendulum because then you can create other issues. Um, the body just doesn't respond well. So I'd rather be targeted. I'd rather us, you know, go through the right systems at the right at the right period of time, and then we start getting those things on the back end. But I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to make them do some like crazy crash diet so that we can like get some crazy gains and then they put all the weight back on and they feel lousy again. It's it's much more controlled and tactical. Yeah. Okay. So here's. Here's my dumb question of the day. Okay. <laughs> On your signature. Okay. When I get your, when I got your email and we we're chatting, it says John Mitchell, PA dash C. What does the C stand for? Certified. <laughs> okay. 
There you go. Good question. <laughs> Couldn't have been more simple than that. Okay. I'm like, no, I, I get the PA part. I didn't know what this I was like, oh, is the C something special? Is he like the captain? No, you know, no nothing was? special. We all have it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, John, this has been awesome. Um, I could literally do like 10 sessions with you and we could stay on the phone for, for hours, you know, right now and suck everything I can possibly out of, out of your brilliant mind here. Um, but I want to be as, as conscious and, and productive. The last thing I want to touch on, we've said the word busy a few times, um, in here and people are busy. I'm fixated on the difference between busy, you know, and productive, um, do you see like with your patients, like, are they just coming in and they are honestly just too busy? And maybe some of the advice is no wonder you're tired or no wonder you're this because look at everything you're trying to do, you know, but you're not getting anywhere. How would, how do we, are you kind of part, I guess, psychologist, you know, and, and life coach as well as functional medicine, like in those areas too, right? You have to be. Um, I think this is where most clinicians really mess up is you have to be able, like one of my uh, mentors always says, like you have to be able to bust their chops. You have to be able to tell them as it is. So I look at it as the difference between serving and pleasing. If you want to please an alcoholic, you get him a beer. If you want to serve them, you help them get clean. So my goal isn't to be the best friend with my clients. It's to help them get the results they want. So that means that I'm going to, I'm going to do what it takes. So I'm, I'm going to tell them as it is, like, this is, you know, what needs to be done. This is where it's at. And like you said, a lot of the guys that work with are pretty like are pretty driven. Um, and the hard thing for them is not doing more, but doing less. So I'll say, listen, we have to scale these things back. Like um, exercise might be one. We may, you know, we may have to cut out some high intensity interval training or some like high high intensity cardio for now because exercise, by its very nature, at those levels is catabolic. It's breaking your body down, and sometimes we need to leverage that energy to heal. So. I may tell people that and I'll, and you know, they feel great after the exercise, they get a nice pump or they, you know, they get like a nice surge. But, um, there are times where I will say that, like, listen, we got to scale it back just for the time being so that we can move forward. So it's, I look at it like seasons, right? There's different seasons to your, your health and fitness. And even athletes know this where, who are professionals where they have an off season and they actually really do chill and they're not just grinding for 12 months out of the year. You're no different. Um, and sometimes we really have to focus on that, on just scaling things back in order to go forward. Yep. Great, great stuff. So John, how do people find you, get in touch with you, work with you? Uh, what's the process? Yeah. So um, you can find me on my website, johnmitchellpa.com. It's John without an H. And then uh, you can also follow me on Facebook. I post a good bit and Twitter. Or so, and both of those are, the handle is John Mitchell PA again, without an H. Awesome. Where are you based out of? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. Awesome. And you said the majority of your clients are, are remote as well. Like you're, all, you're global. All of them are remote. Yep. Everything is 100% virtual. That's amazing. Listen, John, thank you so much for all your time today. Uh, really, really great stuff. Loved learning about your process, how you do things, all these valuable uh, 
functional medicine practices, lifestyle practices that uh, that'll help us, you know, not just in middle age, but help guys like me navigate middle age, achieve that better quality of life. And I think it's the it's the it's the place that you need to start. So, guys, before you go out there and start spending all kinds of money on all kinds of things and following whatever it is that you read from sources you may or may not, you know, know, you know what their credentials are, or just because somebody else is doing it. Think about starting at square one, thinking about finding somebody like John, starting over, looking at the science, making a plan, doing it the right way, um, committing, being accountable, figuring out how it works. John Mitchell, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me some of your time this morning. I appreciate being on here, Greg. So thank you. Awesome. John Mitchell, PA.com. Go check him out. Go find him. Greg Scheinman, Midlife Mail Podcast. If you like what you are hearing, please give us that five-star rating. Leave the review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Keep the Midlife Mail movement growing. Thank you, guys. Until next week, take care. Take care.